Welcome. Uh, this is the unknown subject, a Criminal Minds podcast. Kelly is sucking down her chocolate milk. <laughs> yes, I am. I have to start my intermittent fast now. Oh, you had to get it in there right under the mm-hmm. clock. There was like, is eight p.m. the cutoff or what? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I wanted. I couldn't eat until like ten thirty today, so I want to start my fast a little early. I'm trying to like I see. get my eating my morning time up. Yeah. So I guess they're ending my eating time at the end of the day. Okay, okay. Well, uh, welcome, friends. This is The Unknown Subject, a Criminal Minds podcast. Um, I'm Kelsey, and she's drinking again. God damn it. (laughs) I'm Kelly. (laughs) I immediately was thinking about consumption and needed a drink of water. Uh, Today we're going to watch season six, episode 11, 25 to life. This was another situation where the Criminal Minds wiki felt the need to define 25 to life for me and decided that they were going to call it trivia. And I was like, that's not trivia. No, that's not. That's not how I would define trivia. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. That's just a thing that you could look up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember this episode, but only a little bit. Uh... Do you have anything that you want to chat about up top? I don't think so. Would you like to share the results from your poll about whatever that holes I was versus gonna call, and holes and School of Rock? I was going to call School of Rock Rock of Ages, and I was like, that's not <laughs> no, that's a different movie. That's a different thing slash musical. Um, what have you learned about what the I've learned? Whole thing is most people agree with me. Okay. That both are American staples, and the people who agree are from all sorts of places. All sorts it's of places. It's not just Gateway Gators. Yeah. Um, it included many fans, many friends, family. <laughs> My of brothers all, both all, voted. All different ages? All different ages. I mean, up to like 40-something. Sure, sure. I don't have many older friends. <laughs> And my parents you did don't not have a lot vote of, in the polls. <laughs> you're not hanging out with like a lot of 60-year-olds in your no. free time? That's no. weird. <laughs> the oldest people that I'm friends with are people I teach band with, and that goes to like 40-something. So, Well, I mean, I when I'm when you're wrong, you're wrong. So I will I yeah. will give it to you. Listen, y'all, I'm I'm trying to convince Kelsey that this the following should happen this summer. Like the summer of quintessential films meaning what like we're gonna like watch we them? watch yeah like once a week you come to my house we sit outside with a drink i take my projector and we watch a movie i think you should see okay and you can also come with recommendations for me okay if you have any classics that i've not seen that feels unlikely <laughs> i mean there are lots of movies i've never seen 
<laughs> you yeah. <laughs> I yeah. haven't seen most movies. I feel like that's safe to say. Yeah. Um I mean, I think this sounds We're like busy a- women though. <laughs> I was going to say I was like <laughs> this sounds like a really fun idea. I do find it odd that you suddenly think that in this come the summertime, we're just going to have like, all this extra time. Like we're out of school, but we're not. <laughs> yeah, it's the summer. Like, There's like time to waste. We barely are able to carve out this two hours to record our podcast once a Here's week. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take PTO from work. Oh, and then we're this. just gonna sit around. We'll wa- we'll have like movie days, like once oh, a month, whole days. This we'll is now like gone. A double it went from once a week. I'm gonna go <laughs> over to the house to now we're doing whole days. Yeah, I can also bring the projector to your house as well. You also have a home. <laughs> I do. Um, I mean, I'm like down that. to to watch some movies. I know there are some movies that you really would like I to have watch with me. Three that I really feel you need to see. I well, have seen I- holes two. though. Yeah. School of Rock and The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. And Monsters, Inc. Sorry, there are three. Monsters, (laughs) Inc. is on the list. (laughs) Well, you and Steven can commiserate about the fact that you know someone who is so inept in their movie watching. You know, it's interesting to me because I know that Steven didn't experience the same media in childhood as us. Yeah, he didn't have cable. He was a spirit kid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so he, he never experienced the decom, so we no. could watch a decom with him. He didn't have Disney Channel, Xenon. but I think that I have a theory that that is why he is so film literate because mm. he did not it's like have. Well, just because like he didn't have that level of entertainment where he's like thrown on Dis- like I watched so much Disney Channel as a child, yeah, like same, so much like that was like if I was watching the TV, Zoots? yeah. Yeah. If I was watching TV, like chances were I was watching Disney Channel. Whereas I feel like yeah. Steven not having cable, like if he was going to sit in the front of the TV, I assume he was watching movies. Like, mm-hmm. and his family, I mean, we had a lot of VHSs too, but his family has a very large VHS collection. Mm-hmm. So I think Still. that just, yeah. Well, it's just sitting there now. Not like anybody watches them, but I think. <laughs> I think that might make that's my theory of maybe that's okay. how because like yeah. I just Stephen also just really likes I'm mean, not that I don't like movies he just he he I'm the type where if I'm surfing around on TV looking for something I'll find a television show that feels yeah. comfy to me uh-huh he'll find a movie mm-hmm. okay. so like if there is a Nicolas Cage movie on he will okay. find it and he will watch it it never fails. They're all bad. But he Moonstruck? will watch them. Moonstruck's not one. Um, this isn't a Nick Moonstruck Cage. is my mother's favorite movie. Is it? It is. <laughs> we used to have to watch it all the time. Um, one movie that comes to mind that if it is on, like, I swear to God, Stephen will find it. It's not a Nicolas Cage movie. It's a Patrick Swayze movie. Roadhouse. If Roadhouse oh, is on television, is. Stephen will fucking find it. And he will watch it. It's just like he can't resist it. I feel like the movie that was the one where like if we were channel surfing and it was on, we would always watch was A League of Their Own. I feel Mm. like that was always on TV and we Mm -hmm. always watched it. Mm -hmm. Always. It's got something for everybody in my family. Like my dad loves Tom Hanks. I love 
everything else about it. <laughs> I love everything. It's funny. Else. It's heartwarming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just that was a real McMaster's family favorite for a there while. Are, there, there are two in my life. National Treasure is one of them. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Nicholas Cage, speaking of Nicholas Cage, <laughs> uh, remember the Titans is the other. Oh. Mm-hmm. If that's on, you're gonna sit down and you're gonna watch. Remember it for a the while. Titans was, and we may have talked about this on the pod before. It was the movie that on the days teachers didn't want to teach, they would wheel in the TV and we would watch Remember the Titans. Oh yeah. For sure. Every time. I don't know how many times I've seen that movie, but it's a lot. Yeah. Well, that and Finding Nemo. We watched Finding Nemo so much. Oh, yeah. Well, <sighs> I mean. You know what? It's still good. I would still watch it. There are very few, like, perfectly middle of the road movies that you can, like, mm-hmm. show in a public school and you can't, yeah. and, like, no one's going to be mad about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder what they watch now. I should ask my brother. I would like to know. I bet you I'll Finding Nemo is still on rotation. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to ask. I'll ask him and see what they watch these days. Oh, he did tell me the other day they watched Monsters University in band. Okay. Okay. Which feels, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's a Pixar film. It's I was going to say, Pixar classic. has made so many more films yeah. since then that they could pick from. Some hits, some misses. I used to think yes. Pixar could do no wrong, and then they made The Good Dinosaur. So, you know. <laughs> Not everything is all Kelly's a hater of the good dinosaur. <laughs> I am. I don't like it. I mean. Lots of plot holes. <laughs> and it's just weird. <laughs> Are you a stickler for plot holes in cartoons? Is that like a thing? I mean, that, like- it's got some like unforgivable. It's just, I don't, it's not, I don't like it. Well. <laughs> I'm like- on, I'm currently on a journey to watch every Pixar movie in chronological order. Oh. So. I really love Pixar, so... Do you subscribe to the theory that they're all connected? Yes. Okay. There's no reason not to. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a conspiracy theory where, or like Flat Earthers where like there's a there's an explanation for everything. Like Monsters, Inc., different planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everything, you can just explain everything away, so um, I'm in. Well, all How right. You, why would you not be? <laughs> I don't know. I could not <laughs> fathom a reason. Cars, different planet. Uh huh. Because the cars are alive. Right. Where are the people? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh. Well, should we get into this? Yeah, we should watch the show. We should watch the show. We should watch some Criminal Minds. Um. All right. I'm gonna press play in three, two, one. Play. I'm getting a sweeping shot of Quantico. A beautiful sweeping shot. Oh, and there's Rossi looking bronze as ever. He does look very tan. He's talking to Hotch on the phone, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah. I didn't turn my captions on." I was like, "Why am I not?" He's not. Is he talking to Hotch? All right. Uh, so Prentice comes in, and she's like, uh, "Right, Agent Seaver. Agent Seaver wants her remedial training to be here." And Rossi's like, "No, she was only cleared for one case." And Prentice is like, "Yeah." And she botched it, so she wants to do better. Prentice is really, like, vying for her. And I, she is. I don't like it. She's women supporting women here, which, like, like I get. She's a child. <laughs> but we will be unforgivingly harsh on Seaver forever. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then Rossi just says, don't make me regret this. Oh. Aaron Strauss. Aaron Strauss, you old so-and-so. Where you been? Yeah, you old so-and-so. Where well, is Hotch? Well, it sounds like Jack's having some emotional issues, so there, he's oh, going to be. Oh, it's been a year since the big. The pew, big to-do, Not pew-pew, yeah. just pew. Yeah. Um, so Strauss brings a case that's pending. Donald Sanderson, 20 years ago. He's 25. up for parole. We're doing a risk assessment. Okay. So we're we just not going to have Thomas Gibson this episode? I guess not. He's just out. That's weird. That is weird. He must have been on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So Rossi is like, I can't go because I'm like heading up the team. So let's see what Morgan's doing. Oh, I feel like I remember this. You remember it. Yeah. All right, so the guy that's on parole said that he's been falsely ac- accused and that junkies broke into his house and killed his family. <laughs> and everybody yeah. clearly thinks that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but so... Rossi says that it's not their job to decide whether or not he's innocent. It's their job to decide whether or not he can be like let out and not be a danger to society. Yeah. So Morgan's going to be sent on the case. To go determine this. Yep. We see his picture. He's, He's that going guy. To Petersburg, Virginia to the prison. Look at the hands just dangling out of the bars. Ooh, yep. and Morgan's in a tie, tie. And I'm into it. Yeah. I love it. He looks like a middle school boy going to his first dance. But like But sexy. He's Shamar Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So apparently, what's this guy in? He's a dad. In I meant to look at because yeah, he has a one of those faces, and I meant to look earlier. I feel I like he's a, the parent of the Olsen twins in one of their movies. Ooh, very like, very good. That's chance what of he that. looks like. Very good chance of that, or just a <sighs> Disney Channel original dad. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, so, have you ever thought about the reality of having to use a prison toilet? Many times. <laughs> Could and, you do it? I mean, like, you'd have to, but I would not be happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I need my privacy, and I would not be happy about it. I can't tell you how many times I have stress dreams about needing to go to the bathroom and not being able to find a suitable bathroom. Me, too. Or I have stress dreams about having to poop with a bunch of people around. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a weird thing. All right, so <laughs> Morgan is sitting in this jail cell talking to this guy. He used to be a doctor, a pediatric doctor, and he's like talking about how he's a model citizen now or a model prisoner now. And he's clearly an artist. He's taken up drawing yeah, he's got in his some free paintings time. Behind him, kind of like who does paintings in John Wayne Gacy? Yeah, does paintings in? Prison. They're not as creepy as that though. <laughs> yeah, no clowns. No. All right, he's got a son named Joshua. Oh, that must he must have survived the situation, so mm. he's like out there. Um, so apparently the prosecution at the time said that he had a psychological break, which is why he killed his family. And Morgan points out that psychopaths are masters at hiding the truth of what's inside them. And mm. now they're what's just his staring face at each Morgan other. if that's what he thinks happened. They're having a little. Just- they're having a tête-à-tête. They're having a good old tête-à-tête. Good old-fashioned tête-à-tête. Is Gideon back? Because we've got a tête-à-tête. <laughs> um, Ooh, he went to the infirmary 16 times. Yeah, because he got his ass kicked in prison. <laughs> and he says he never fought back. How do you think you'd be able to do in prison? 
not good. Nothing about me says that I would do well in prison. <laughs> Don't you dare say that you would do great because you would do terribly. <laughs> You're right. I would do terribly. I'm soft. I'm so soft. Vision. Oh, he's crying. Oh, a single tear. A single dramatic tear. Joshua um, was, a, was grown up. Oh, he's having dreams about his son who is now a oh. grown up. Yeah. And he's like, I had a dream that I got to tell him that I didn't hurt our family. So clearly whoever raised the kid wasn't let would not let him see him in prison. Yeah. And he's like, and that's what kept you going? I remember this whole episode clear as day. No, yeah, you do. It's all mm-hmm. coming. It's all coming back. It's all coming <clears throat> back. back me now. <sighs> all right. Well, honestly, this is boring. <laughs> this is boring. This is a little like riding the lightning. It is. <laughs> it has such ride the lightning vibes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like oh, he honestly, a less interesting. Program. It is less interesting. But we know it gets more interesting because it does. They do leave the prison at a certain. They point. do. They do. Um. So Morgan is saying like he considers like all of the good that he's done in prison. Like he helped a bunch of uh, inmates get their GEDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he's asking, like, what would you do if you got out of prison? And he just blinks a lot. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. I would try to find my son. And I'd tell him the truth. Mm-hmm. Is the kid hidden from him in some way? I don't know. Probably. I guess if, so. If All your right. dad killed your whole family. Yeah. Except for you. So Morgan is taking out the file and putting everything up on the bulletin board. Cute baby. Yeah. So he's looking at everything and pondering. Pondering. He's we're in a slow montage here. We are. I need the rest of the team. Yeah, where's everybody else? All right. So now he's at the hearing and he says based on physical evidence he has been prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And he's going to be put him up for parole. Yeah, he's totally going to put him up for parole. Obviously. Yeah. But he Maybe says. Maybe this is like a bottle episode where like the rest of the team is gone. Or yeah. do you have some sort of trivia that explains where the rest of the team is? I don't. Okay. I think well. the team's going to get involved here at some point. Right. There's going to be a crime. This yes. episode doesn't end here. Yes. He lost everything, yet yeah, he somehow so- managed to better himself. Uh, do you, do you ever remember those, like, bins that those crayons are in? Like, from when no. you were, like, in elementary school? I feel like those are the classic, like, crayon bins to keep those everything in. Those are not in. the bins that we had. Okay. <laughs> he's packing up his shit in his cell, so clearly he's getting out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's simply looking ahead. Therefore... He's- it's my belief that Don Sanderson is not a danger to himself or to society. Approved. Approved. Out he there goes. he goes. He's on the big bus out of prison. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, oh no, he nope. wasn't on the nope, bus. Nope, he is not on the bus. bus. <laughs> He's just walking out the door. <laughs> He's got he his really books made tied it seem like he was on that bus. Yeah. <laughs> you can't believe it. All right, so he's getting dropped off at a halfway house. Okay. He's in a 
weird suit. He's carrying his books like he's on Little House on the Prairie. Who buys yeah, their books up like that? Charles Dickens over there. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny Tim rolling up in his little halfway house room. Oh, man. Now we see another bus. Is he on that bus? So many buses. This is a real bus Bus heavy episode. We're just oh, he's getting off on the, bus. the bus. He's getting off the bus. Probably got to go find a job. Maybe. Oh, it's recently rained. <laughs> what a beautiful observation. <laughs> All right. We're just seeing a montage of him just like being out in the world. Yeah. Laying around. There he is sleeping in his gym jams, but not sleeping. He's, he's laying away with ceiling. his eyes open. Like and now we're at the BAU. Everybody's working. Oh, Seaver's got Prentice a double shot. Chopper trying to be a suck up, Ashley. Or do you have a crush on Agent Prentice? Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, front page news. Oh, so Donald Sanderson, Sanderson was released. Getting out. All right, here comes Strauss to ruin the party. Oh, Strauss. She says Metro PD sent something in an hour ago. And they want and us they to want take a look. Morgan to take a look. And he's like, Uh-oh. huh? Oh. It's someone's dead body. The man Don Sanderson just murdered. Dun, womp, dun, womp. dun. Everybody you looks let at each out other. A murderer. Yep. Oh, that was a long intro. That was. I'm so we bored by this. We just episode. got to the opening ceremonies. That was a long one. <sighs> that was a long, long build to a boring beginning. Yeah. I think, though, when I originally watched this, it was fascinating. I mean, the idea of somebody getting out of prison and immediately doing a criminal act is Mm -hmm. interesting, I guess. And it happens. Yeah. It does. All right. Um, We're at the crime scene. Donald is being taken away. Being rearrested. He has blood on his shirt. So was he just sitting there waiting to be arrested? How, I hi, guess, what? I guess so. He didn't even try to hide it. Yeah. So Morgan's going to look at him and just be like, the fuck, man? The I'll fuck, let dude? You out. Everybody and gets can, out. He's ready for the... action because he's back in his yeah. long sleeve shirt. Yes. We don't fuck around in the field with collared shirts. No. Just everyone else does just that. Just everyone else does, <laughs> but not Morgan. He needs more movement. Sometimes Emily's in a turtleneck. Sometimes. All right. He's just staring at him through the cop car, wi- car, cop, cop car window. <laughs> cop car window. Cop car window. So many cops. So the local detective is like, so he's the one that let him out, huh? And Rossi's like, it's not that simple. Relax, bro. Oh, oh he, he called the paramedics. Fence. Aha. So Rossi is like... we gotta figure this out. Yeah, Rossi feels like there's something more going on here. Clearly, local detective has already just decided that this is a guy that got out of prison and murdered someone. Ooh, Morgan's like, he's get out of the car. Something's up with his eye. Like, it's like... Yeah, I don't understand how he claims self-defense because Rossi's like, he broke into this dude's basement. Yeah. And then stabbed him. Okay. So they're like, this can't be a random act of violence. There has to be a reason. Um, he chose a stat. That's how he killed the last person. Tommy. <gasps> Ooh, now they're fighting. We're getting a flashback. Whoa, the fridge. <sighs> I 
Fridges are always easier to move than I think they should be. (laughs) So now there's a gun on top of the fridge? But he picks the knife. Oh! I hate... When people grab the blades of knives. Sanderson grabbed the blade. Oh, he's just getting the... Oh! He used the honing steel for Uh, the weapon. uh, That's blunt. Okay, so that's where the blood on his face came from because he like he pushes his up things. his glasses. All right, he just so like steal that man. Technically, it, it was self defense, defense, but he did but go there to kill him. When he shoot it, he pointed a gun at his face. Yeah. Ooh, we're doing oh, the gun wasn't just... loaded. Oh, what? Why would you go there without with an unloaded gun? What was the point of any of this? Yeah. Okay, so, so the guy like, he killed was like a loner. So they're like, there has to be a connection and we gotta figure it out. Ooh, and Garcia's worried about Morgan. Always. Always. Look at her flippy hair. So right. they're saying that maybe killing him was an accident. The neighbor confirmed a confrontate, hearing a confrontation. He'd only been out of he prison 51 hours. 51 hours. Do you think there's some symbolism to the fact that Agent Seavers is wearing bright blue and everyone else is in shades of black? <laughs> Maybe. I think so. All right. Um, okay. So Rossi and Morgan are driving with what's his face? Sanderson. Don. Yeah. Isn't Sanderson the name of the witches in... Sure is. What's that movie? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, right. All right, right, so Morgan pulls the car over, and he's like, did you find your son? And he says, no. And he said, did you even look? And he said, nothing. Nothing. There's so much more blood on his face now than what he's smeared on it. He's been out for 51 hours. Like, how is he going to find his kid in 51 hours? Also, did you notice that Morgan pulled the car over just to turn around and look at him and then drove away again? (laughs) So we still don't know what the connection is between him and Sanderson, the victim and Sanderson. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom. And he's not talking. He doesn't trust anybody. So So Rossi is saying the answer is there somewhere with the original case. We have to find. So we're going over the original case where he says that Don was asleep on the couch at 2.30 a.m. when someone broke in, knocked him on the head from behind. Um, But the prosecution said that his his wounds were self-inflicted. Aha, he was in medical school. Mm -hmm. So he had the knowledge to kind of uh, George Foyette himself. Right. And there's so he claims he came to and his wife and daughter were already dead. And he said that it was two men that broke in. And then he changed his story. But oh, and he says there was a woman there, but no one ever looked for the woman. So there's lots of holes in a lot of There are a lot of holes. This is a suspect situation. And so the and then guy Strauss that, is on the case. And yeah, so it's like ugh, Strauss. Um, also, the guy that he just killed was only a teenager at the time of the original case. So it's like, would mm. that person have been involved? Yeah, probably not. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Strauss is just like staring at Sanderson through the two-way glass. Yeah, we've got the dramatic lighting through blinds. Yes. 
So she's like partially in shadow. And so of course she's like, we can't afford any mistakes. Like, so she's being all very convincing. I can see why you fell for it. And he says, Mm -hmm. she says your reputation is on the line. He's like, that's not what matters to me right now. She says it should. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Let's see here. What's going to happen? Because nothing interesting has happened so far. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) All right. Morgan goes in with his angry eyes. He's angry. He slaps that folder down on the table. He's like, you played me. And then Sanderson's like, "Uh, I didn't do this. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, you clearly did, though. (laughs) Right. I like, bought in your holier than thou garbage. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, and then you get out of prison, you just go right back to your old ways. He says he didn't want to, but he, but would he have thought the other him. guy would have killed him. And he's like, no, it's more than that. It has to be better than that. Why did you go to his house? Great question. Yeah, why did you break into his house? Why did you risk your freedom for this? Oh, my God, Don, just down. tell him. Oh, no answer. We just cut away to Seavers. Um, Okay. Sanderson's got into an argument on the night of the murder. Okay. But there's no history of abuse, domestic calls, or therapy. Hmm. On the outside, they were a perfect family. They married right out of college, medical school, two kids, dog. The, you have to have the dog for it to be a right situation right we okay. essentially have a dog in our house you do mary mary she loves us <laughs> she, she won't leave us alone um so they said okay. so, so sanderson is three people yeah sanderson said that they broke in through the basement and he's saying prentice points out that he didn't wake up to three people entering his home and walking past him right so they're saying the, the child overkill. was an afterthought. The overkill yeah. was on the wife. Sending a message about control he and power. Has all the power. And they're saying that he hates her. Mm-hmm. Back in the interrogation room. Um, and he's just like, I'm not a murderer. <laughs> okay. She, Morgan's, Morgan's like, you, like, are, you a are a murderer. You stabbed a man to death. With the bluntest knife in the knife block. It's not even a knife. And he's like, I didn't, just he didn't kill my family. I was, go- but he was going to lead me to the one who did. Okay, there you go. Thank sure, you. Sure, Jan. Um, so he's like, well, then what were you going to do? If he had told you who allegedly killed your family, like, then were you going to go kill them? And he's like, no, I'm not a killer. And he's like, okay, well, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I did kill this man. And he's like, and yes, I did think about killing the people who killed my family. I wanted to find him and I wanted to destroy his life like he did. I wanted him to pay. Well, he paid. Yeah. So now we're like, why? who is Tom Whitman? And why wasn't he talked about in your trial? And he says he didn't know about him for years. Oh, he addresses Morgan as agent. Mm. Like, how are you doing research on your case from prison like that? I mean, you get internet time. I guess. So, 
Oh, but he says he never but once he never asked, asked for, for access. access to the case. And he goes, it was all in my memory. Okay, buddy. He's like, I walked through that night a million times. Mm-hmm. Tommy was just a kid then, 18 or 19. But he worked at the corner market and brought our groceries home. Okay, so they did know him. Yeah. They wanted to be near his wife. Okay. And he goes, I didn't like yeah, that. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And so the wife told the kid to stop coming by. And so Tom felt angry and maybe acted out. That, that night he, he said, said, that's, that's enough. enough. What? Name one 18-year-old that says that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> like a He's like, it's man. like he had actual boundaries. This is just one long tete-a-tete. And it is. You know, it's there's so not hard. a lot of fodder here to be funny. No, this is a bo- Sorry, guys. <laughs> boring. This is a boring episode. <sighs> oh, there he is in a flashback. Good morning, Mr. Sanderson. And that was familiar? It took me a long time to place it. Okay, so like he had heard what? the voice before, so now he's like putting connecting the dots. Oh, and then he found his full name. Thomas, Thomas Gregory, Gregory Whitman. Whitman. Internet privileges told you. Okay. Found his it address. It's weird that they let criminals use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I, it depends on the level of criminal. I don't mind, like, Gen Pop having access to I the mean, internet. Maybe. But, like, it, a psychopath like that? Who perhaps. Knows spreading around out it's there. It's also, yeah, like, being able to look up people's addresses feels like something that you shouldn't let them do. There's right. Maybe be it has like, firewalls. I was going to say, there have to be, like, parental blocks on it right? yeah, yeah yeah like i can't access facebook when i'm on high school wi-fi right. like they can't access your county assessments all right so morgan's talking to rossi and he's like the only way to prove or disprove what he's saying is like to find the people who might have been there that night which now one of them's dead because he killed him mm-hmm. so we're back at the old original crime scene the house is Here empty it's go. for rent because nobody probably wants to be there. No one wants to live in the murder murdered. house. Oh, they take him there. Oh, they took him with them. There he is. This used to be a great place to live. I'm sure it did. I mean, it looks like it, it was. used to be a nice house. All right, let's go in. Come on. All right, let's do it. He's not even in handcuffs. He's really not. I guess Morgan is like, I could tackle him. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. All right, so we're totally going to green screen into it, like into yeah, the flashbacks Yeah, dude, let's picture here. it. Dramatic pan up the stairs. Picture it. All right. It's basically like a cognitive interview, but like yeah. in the actual place. Mm-hmm. All right, he's talking so he about says, being, it was, it was raining. raining. He was on the couch. Here we go. Here we go. Yep, 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 yep. That room looks so much smaller than the one we yeah, saw. Yeah, it does. It's so different. He says he was on rotation for 36 hours. So he was like out like a light, but he hears a child say daddy and wife screaming. He wakes up. Mm, he runs upstairs. Sideways. Yeah. Run and run and run. Run, run, run. We're getting run, a first run, person run, 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 run. view daddy. here. Oh, God. This is terrible. Someone's on top of the wife oh, stabbing her. They he knock him over? on the head. And the kid's on the ground screaming. This is terrible. Someone's saying that's enough. She shouldn't and be seeing this. So he says, like, turn away, baby, but he can't get to her. And then somebody goes, the girl. And he's like, no, stay away from Ooh, her. Ooh, ice pick. But there's a woman there, and she's, like, Ooh, comforting the little hair. girl. 
She gave Abby her hippo. And she has the little boy. Ugh. And then they stab him. <laughs> that stab shot was weird. It was weird. The guy's laughing. Look at those boots. There's leather pants. Those are boots. Oh, those are our boots. You're right. And oh. then suddenly the daughter's dead? Yeah. But they take the son. Oh. So is that theoretically why he doesn't know his son? Is the son just still missing? Him? Oh, but she didn't take your son. He's safe. So they must have trusted. So they put the baby back, I guess? Yeah. What? the fuck is the happening is not lining up dawn oh she wanted to take the baby but they wouldn't the her accomplices wouldn't let her aha the so crazy Prentice thing is about like, this is that nobody turned on one another so they have a bond maybe they're related but tom didn't have siblings could be childhood friends Hmm. he didn't have he anything on juvie petty stuff though Breaking, arrest. Anything breaking your okay. right. No, credit card schemes and retail <laughs> Your robbery. classic credit card schemes. Because when you're a teenager, that's what you do. You run credit right, card Right, you get schemes. into credit card schemes. So now we're talking so, to teen. Was he arrested with anybody in these credit card schemes? I don't know. Other than him, Let's no see. one was underage involved in any of his arrests. So they're okay, thinking maybe so. they, they weren't the same age. So it's like him and two adults. Right. So we're going to do some cross-referencing here. With some other arrests from the same day. And we're Woman looking for a lady. arrested in the same department store. There she There's is. Mary that lady Rucka. that we saw. She is from D.C. She has a 19-year-old son. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go mm-hmm. find Mary. And All right. So we're showing, we're showing the picture Mary to, to Dawn. Dawn. He has... No reaction. And he says, that's oh, her. Oh, but he says, that's her. Okay. You really remember that 25 years later? Yeah, for real. Okay, so we're going to go try and find Mary. Break squeal. All right, we're rolling up on some big building. I don't know. Apartment buildings. Yeah. Very dark hallway. Very dark hallway. Oh, her door's but open. But the door's open. There's so much dramatic lighting in this it's episode. So dramatic. Oh, somebody tossed her place. There was a scuffle. Or they were looking for something. Oh, or she's dead on the kitchen floor. She's dead on the kitchen floor. Oh, she's alive! She's not dead. She wakes up. But oh, there's a clap. The person's going down the fire escape. Oh, Morgan, just jump out the window. Building. You cannot jump out the window. That's oh. the kind of shit he would do, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get right, an ambulance. going to fly down the stairs. Why didn't he go down the fire escape after him? Maybe oh, he, he thinks is. he can. Oh. Oh. Boop, boop. And he's out. The All right. runaway. There he goes. Yeah, he like runaway. stops to like look at Morgan chasing him. It's like, no, bro, you gotta keep going. Nobody ever does that in real life. All right, down. For the all the real life goes. police chases I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> so Morgan's run. Oh, wow. almost gets hit by a car. Oh, does the classic slap? I'm walking here. I'm walking mm. here. <laughs> oh man, he's long gone. Where'd yeah, he go? Dude, there's oh, so but many it's like alleys. a dead end. Where'd he go? He's oh, going to be behind him and gate. smack him on the head. Nope, just kidding. Out of gate. What it, this is like oh, Shamar Moore's parkour. big episode. He hardcore parkour. So much jumping and running. Wow. Well, that was a dramatic chase. It was. It was the so most excitement this whole what episode. What is going on here? What is going on here? All right, so Mary's in the ambulance. Oh, she's oh, dead. She's not she's in the ambulance. She's dead. 
Some guy breaks in, kills her, and runs away. So they're saying that the person is tying up loose ends. Um, and so... The whole yeah, we're talking house. about how, like, Sanderson gets out and suddenly two people get murdered. Hmm. Right, who were maybe related to his case, but obviously, like, he's been in custody, so he didn't kill Mary. Right. Also, Prentice is clearly disturbed by the situation because she's, like, obsessively washing her hands. Yeah, like, wiping the blood like, off wiping her hands. Them. And so clearly the person was looking for something because he went through all the cabinets yeah, and, like, turned a bunch of tossed. stuff over. So now they're thinking there's blackmail involved. Um, All right. So they now are now saying Don's the patsy. Yep. So everybody seems to be in agree in agreement that like there is an unsub out there who actually did this, and that Don is innocent. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. not for killing Tom. He killed Tom. We know that. Right. But. Right. Um. So there's no bedroom for the son, right? But there's but a bunch of all like stuff from when he was Chachkis a kid that are related to the son. Yeah. So oh, Prentice, Prentice is going to find like something digging up there up on the, on the top of the gab- cabinet. It's a dusty old VHS. A VHS. Here we go. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Let's have movie film? time. All right, All right. So <laughs> Garcia's plugging in the old VCR. She's got old VCR set up. All right. All right. Oh, Did this Josh is like Don's it's the family. original family. His wife and his kids, like, eating breakfast in bed. Weird. That is weird. Oh, static. And then it cuts to static, and it's... Oh, no, it is going to be a snuff film. Oh, Garcia turns away, takes off her glasses, and covers her ears. God, we've all been there. Okay, so you can't see the main unsub's face, because it's, like, Mm -mm. backlit. (laughs) But then Morgan's like, Garcia, can you isolate these images? It's like, it's a VHS. Are you kidding? Oh, but we zoom in, and it's almost clear as day. She can't do any of that shit on a VHS. Nope. Nope. That would be pixelated as fuck. So Don wants to watch the tape and Morgan is like, that would not be a good idea. I wasn't allowed to have pictures for 25 years. For 25 25 years. years. (laughs) They thought that looking at them would get me off. Well. And he goes, I don't want to forget my family. Where's Erin Strauss? I thought she was heavily involved in this. <laughs> she likes to be just like in the shadows. You know, she likes to show up at the really the worst times to be right. like, hey, how are you guys doing? Like, why haven't you solved this case yet? <laughs> yeah. You you know, you guys look like dumbasses right now. She's right? every <laughs> she's she's everybody's worst boss, which is like she just shows up to <laughs> micromanage when she's least needed. Yep. All right. We're watching the All tape. Right, they're letting Again. Dawn watch the tape. This makes me want pancakes. Yeah, look, that bacon doesn't look good though. No, I just want. It the looks pancakes. too loose. <laughs> yeah, they didn't <laughs> sorry <cook it> enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like wobbly, wobbly. And then it cuts to the snuff film. Oh, they are letting him watch it, but he just He's keeps rewinding to it. see his family. He doesn't care about the other part of it. He's watching it real close though. He loves it. He hasn't seen them in forever in twenty five years. <laughs> twenty five years. All right. All right. So they're thinking that it the seems video... to be from Whitman's point of view. Yeah. Why didn't they destroy the evidence? And she would say that the that Mary got something out of it. She never got married, but she did have. But a But she son. had a lot of money. She had a son who went to private school. She 
probably couldn't afford the rent for the place that she lived in. So someone's Where's paying her. coming from? He's covering his tracks. He's paying her in cash. Who can afford to do that? So now we're going to find rich, powerful men in well, D.C. That's going to take forever. There's a million of them. Yeah, she's like... like His ambition will define him. Come on. That's like all of them. They're all that's psychopaths. That's all of them. Who moves to D.C.? Rich, psychopathic men. Yes. <laughs> no one else wants to live there. All right. It's a target-rich environment. Yeah, so they're like, he has to be connected to DC because, like, why wouldn't he have left by now? He needs victims who suffer directly from what he's doing. So, not politicians. Let's look at big money lenders. Corporate takeovers. immediately fuck you over. Okay. And basically, Prentice just says, yeah, businessmen are all psychopaths. They just use their skills differently than actual (laughs) psychopaths who murder people. Deception, lack of remorse, blah, blah, blah. So does that mean we're good people because we work in nonprofits? Yes, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> okay, so they're going to try and narrow this down by doing some good old-fashioned profiling. Yep. Um, so they're going to say who lived in the house before the Sandersons. So we're looking at property records. All right. It hasn't exchanged too many hands. The Barretts, the Kramers, the Sands- Stanworths. And none of those names pop on the businessman list except for one, the family of James That's, Stanworth. This is the man that Cassie was trying to tell me was the unsub. The un- the unsub. And I was like, no. Okay. So he's from there. Now he's married and has three kids and has everything to lose. Oh, what? He's oh, and he's, a, running, he's running for, for Congress. Congress. Okay. Let's do this is his... <laughs> He said that on the tape. Let's do this. (laughs) This won't be easy, says Rossi. He said, let's do this on the tape, and it's his campaign slogan. (laughs) Like, whatever. So now they're going to try to arrest him, and Strauss is like, ah, I don't know. She's like, maybe not. She's like, you You cannot prove it. You can't prove it was him on that videotape. He fits the profile. So she's very skeptical. Oh, he fired 6,000 people in one year. Jesus Christ. And some of those people took their own lives. He's like, this is the type of power that he enjoys. And she's like, that's hearsay and slander. Slander if you're not careful. careful. She even wags her finger at him. She does. He got into politics so he could have access to keep tabs on Dawn. She's like, saying Morgan sounds paranoid. paranoid. So right. they're saying they need to test the DNA under Mary's nails because she had skin there that she had scratched and her And maybe, yeah, maybe they left a mark. So maybe this guy has marks. And Rossi, Rossi is like, don't always- pull any punches now, Aaron. <laughs> you can First always de- names her. You can always depend on Rossi to call Aaron out on her bullshit and be yes. like, no, you just don't want us to arrest them because it will look bad. And like, then it will make you look bad. So just call it what it Morgan is, Morgan is still all on board that this dude is innocent. The killer's still out there. And she says they don't have enough proof. Ooh, the BAU functions without you. Don't Bitch. push it. She always has that threat underneath. She's just always like, Even I will get rid of you. Even though literally, what, like a season ago, she put him in charge of the whole BAU? Yeah, very true. <sighs> All right, so Morgan says that they need to keep tabs on Stanworth anyway. Um. All right, we, he's now officially a serial killer. Yeah. 
We need to expose that son of a bitch. And they're saying that if he did kill Mary, like, there will be evidence on his body because their altercation was pretty violent. Yeah. There's an event that started an hour ago. All right. Let's go to the event. Everybody's like, uh. <laughs> oh. But he Guys. just goes. Prentice what? gets up. Well, it was like, it was, there was a moment where it was like, are you guys not going to follow him? Like, hello. <laughs> We're a family. All right. He's hosting okay. an event right in front of his swanky fireplace. Very fancy. So many tuxes. Oh, look at that horrible dress. <laughs> that was really bad. Everybody, all the valets are smoking outside. All right. So they're just going to crash it. Showing those badges. He's going to walk right up to this dude. In they go. Stomp, stomp, stomping. This is the exact opposite of what Aaron Strauss wanted you to do. Yep. yep. Oh, oh, Morgan comes in with the slow clap. Mm, 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 mm. And now Mr. everybody's James looking. Stanworth. He's like, you have a way with words. It's mighty impressive. May I help you? And he says, I'm with the FBI. And the crowd starts to murmur. And he says, do your friends know you're a closet psychopath? <laughs> psychopath for closets um now he's talking morgan's like just like reading him for phil saying everything that he did yep and he says James, it's not it's on not you on it's on inside, you. inside it's of inside you of oh what and he's uh, he's pretending the he wife no is idea. so weird she is she just like comes up at the back and she's like james <laughs> with her crazy haircut what yeah, is that her hair is odd i can't even describe it so now rossi's in on it and he's like did she basically he's like did she, he abuse you like does he rough on the children and like kind of weird where was your husband today around three she's gonna be like i don't know where he was yeah they're doing Ooh. literally the opposite of what aaron wanted and i think it's hilarious and this is also i'm gonna be honest this is bad fbi work it is this is not something you do here. Oh, they're looking oh. at hands. Oh, the scratches. He goes, I he cut says, myself, I on, cut a myself on a broken glass. glass. It is clearly In three, three scratch lines. <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of glass? And how did you break it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's just read him for filth. And he's you like, panicked no, and you're you killed delusional. Mary. He says, I don't panic. He goes, Ooh. I destroyed no one. You put a man away for life. You murdered his family. And today you killed a woman. So he just keeps being like, no, 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 no. I you didn't are do a it. psychopath. I, he says, I don't I panic. Don't panic. He's going to say, I knew exactly what I was doing. Their faces are so close together. They really are. And the wife is Jim, like, what what's is going, going on? on? Call oh, Charles. Call the lawyer. Don't say another word. And then go, she goes, we found the tape. And he immediately looks at Prentice like, oh. <laughs> Local cop ta- puts him under arrest. Yep. There he they goes. Say, gets led away. Absurd. Everyone is like, oh, my God. So scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to let what's his face out. And but the like- is hoisted on her own petard. <sighs> I mean, I guess they'll match the DNA under Mary's fingernails, but I'm like, at this point, we don't know for sure. Yeah, this is a lot of tenuous stuff. 
All right. So now Don and Morgan are sitting in a park. Ooh, dog runs by. Oh, we're and, about to meet the sun, I guess. Yeah. And Morgan's like, how does it feel? And he's like, I'm terrified. So uh, is he not going to get prosecuted for murdering Tom? Or Yeah, what? There, That was wrong, right? It was just wrong. <laughs> he broke into ma- that man's that was, home and threatened him. That was wrong, him. right? Like, we can all agree that that was still a crime. <laughs> like, right. All right, here comes the kid. And what's-his-face is panicked. And he's like, what am I supposed to say to him? And Morgan's like, he knows that you didn't do it, and that's all you ever wanted him to know. So just, like, talk to him, dude. Here we go. Here we go. So slow. They stand up dramatically. Here he comes. He approaches. belt buckle is very large. That is a large belt buckle. He looks like he plays a murderer in another episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are they going to hug? And he goes to shake his hand, but he's going to hug And then Joshua's like, deep breath, and they hug. And they hug. That's nice. They're smiley and huggy. Yeah. And Morgan just is awkwardly there in the background. Yep. Oh, boy. So did, did Mary raise Joshua? Is that I, what we're led to believe? No. This is not how I thought the episode ended. I'm also going to say that. <laughs> no, I think because they showed a photo of her kid when it was like that was just like a weird outlier plot point that she also had a kid. Yeah. Who happened to be. Who happened to be like the same age as Joshua. Maybe that, maybe she just like had a soft spot for. Right. Like that's why she boys. tried to take him because she was like, yeah. oh, I don't know. He's just like my kid. <sighs> I just. I thought this yeah. ended with him murdering the son. What? <laughs> because here's what I thought. And this honestly would have been better. I thought he gets out. He plays up the act to Morgan. Uh-huh. He gets out, murders the son. Because uh-huh. he didn't finish the job. Oh. Like that whole time in prison, he was like stewing and thinking right. about it and trying to finish the job of annihilating his whole family. Right. Because he never finished the job. And yeah. that would have been better. And honestly, I thought that was how it was going to end until maybe like the last five minutes. I thought there was going <laughs> to be some sort of twist because I was like, why would I remember it like this? <laughs> why would you remember it like that? Um, I don't know. I think you've been watching too much fucked up criminal minds episodes yeah, and so now your yeah. mind is twisted season 13 is really bizarre season 13 so. got you um yeah i remember liking this one a little bit more than i do and i just yeah, it's feel lackluster. like there are just some weird plot holes and as i will mm-hmm. you know I will put this caveat out there, which is that when we are watching these back and trying to read the subtitles, it's very possible that we miss the plot. We create the plot holes, perhaps. Right. There are many times we go on to tangents. Right. And so we're just missing things and therefore creating this plot is holes. all true. But this one feels like, it just feels like one of those Criminal Minds episodes, which happen from time to time, where it's. The like the connections and the things that they're trying to make like 
make sense are just tenuous at best. Like it's yeah. like so you're it's telling just a me rough draft of an episode. Right. Like you're telling me that this guy who is now a congressman decided to break into his family's old house and kill the family that lives there. Like just for right. shits and giggles and he got these right. other people involved just for shits and giggles. Right. And like, like how does he even know those other people? Right. And like what like what's the motivation of that? And then he just goes on, doesn't commit any crime since then. In the tw- like, he right. doesn't murder anyone in the twenty five years that goes on since then. But then, as soon as the guy gets out, he assumes that he's going to figure out what happened, and that so he has to start right. killing people. Right. Like. Right. Plus, like, how did? Like, I know that they use the excuse of, like, oh, well, he's a politician. Like, he did that so he could stay, like, keep tabs on Don Sanderson. But it's, like, he knows that quickly that Don Sanderson has killed Tom Whitman. So he immediately is, like, well, I have to go kill Mary. Like. Yeah, what even is that? Like, what even is that? Like, I just. And then the tape. Like, the I just. I don't. Let's do it. Let's do this. Like, let's do this. But then, That's like, how the tape. It was him, but we still couldn't see his face in the tape. Right. There's nothing that's going to connect him to that tape. Right. Exactly. Unless there's more footage we didn't see. I don't know. Well, yeah. But, like, there's no yeah. way it ends. It's just very there. weird. It's a very. I feel like it's a plot point. Like, it's a plot that had a lot of promise. Like, I think, like, they could have done a better job with it. Uh-huh. They just tried to make things connect that didn't connect. Yeah. And... I'm telling you, if it was what I thought the plot was, it would have been better. Well, you're right. Like, it, it would have been neater. It would have tighter. It would have been a tighter storyline. It would have been more compelling if, at the end, it turned out that this whole thing with him getting out of prison and like everything that's happened was like just one big ruse to distract yeah. from his ultimate goal, which was to actually kill his whole family. You're right. Yeah. That would have been more compelling. I don't know exactly how that would have worked, but it would have been more compelling. <laughs> <laughs> Let's time travel back 12 years and fix it. <sighs> Whatever. Not the best. Not the best. Womp womp. Oh, well. Womp womp. Oh, well. Uh, I'm really excited to hear your fun fact. Well, I feel like I probably should have gone the route of a Morgan fun fact, perhaps, because he's very prevalent in this episode, obviously. Yeah, but instead, I have a Joe Montana fun fact for oh, you. Oh, okay. I like it. So if he's you are- bronze. <laughs> he's bronze. He's tan and he's <laughs> running things while Hotch is mysteriously yeah. away. Um, why? Sorry, this is a side thing, but why- does Rossi not just become chief when like why does he not get the head job when Hotch leaves <laughs> like why is it not just immediately Rossi um no one knows <laughs> I feel like that's a plot <laughs> hole in and of itself because Rossi <laughs> Rossi always operates as like the second in command right when Hotch is not there anyway whatever that is neither here nor there not connected <laughs> to what we're talking about right now anyway if you are eagle eyed in that uh, beginning scene where we are in Rossi's office, you will uh-huh. notice that he has some decor um, that is Chicago Cubs related. There's lots of Chicago oh, yeah. Cubs memorabilia I did in that his hat. office. 
that is a nod to Joe Montana, who is a huge Cubs fan in real life. He is from Chicago, he's as from we've there. discussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a founding member of the band. Of the band, of. Chicago. <laughs> um, but also, uh, in real life, Joe Montana has sung Take Me Out to the Ball Game during the seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field on many occasions. Oh, Kelsey, how do we get there for one of those? <laughs> Kelsey. I don't know. If I was there when Joe Montana sang the seventh inning stretch, I would lose my mind. That and would it- be so magical for you for so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd it like really to share would. it with you. It really would. It would be magical. Uh, yeah, I would love to. I would love it. I feel like it'd be great. But yeah, he's done it many times. I imagine Kelsey. he's been to many Cubs games in his life. Well, yeah. He probably yeah. gets really good seats. Probably. He probably sits right behind home plate. Or he has a box. Probably. Got, I think he probably has a box. Unless he's yeah. like one of those like Chicago fans that are like, no, like I got to experience it. Like, right. I'm going to sit in the down with bleeds. the people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. a true Chicagoan. Uh, so anyway, that's my fun fact. Um, Kelsey, I almost. What? Invited. I almost suggested that we take off opening day for the Pirates because they're playing the Cubs in their opening game. Oh, it's next. It's one week from today. Oh, but well, I didn't. But I mean, kind <laughs> of you did. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, the Pirates not? play the Cubs a lot. <laughs> oh, so we'll lot. have many chances. Excellent. Sounds great. Uh, what are you um, recommending to us this week? All right. I'm going to recommend something that I know you're going to have no interest in. Excellent. I love this. <laughs> I love this. this is a great but way to start off. It's for the rest of our listeners in case there are any people like me uh-huh. um, who are moderately into the art world. Oh, I know what you're going to recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend the new Netflix documentary series, The Andy Warhol Diaries. Uh, it's six episodes and they're all an hour long. It's a long, it's a slog, but also I watched it all in two sittings. But wow, uh, I watched four episodes in one sitting and then the next two the next day. Um, I only didn't watch it all in one sitting because Cassie came home and she does not, she didn't want to watch it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, it is fascinating. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> so. Like, Andy Warhol, if you don't know, he's from Pittsburgh, like, a big homeboy, like, hometown hero. Yeah, Uh, big homeboy. (laughs) His museum is in Pittsburgh. There's a bridge named after him. Yes. Uh, His museum is, like, the biggest museum dedicated to a single artist and, like, one of the only ones, which is a fun fact. Um, So, like... I've always loved Andy Warhol, and he's also, like, his art I just really like. Like, I just genuinely like Andy Warhol, uh, so I was already it's interested. It's a real bonus that he's from Pittsburgh, I feel It like. really is. <laughs> like, it really is a bonus. It's a bonus that's from, he's from Pittsburgh, and it's a bonus that we have his art. Right. Like, I feel like there was a big chance that his art ended up in New York, but it stayed here, because his family is mostly still here. Um he's buried here he's in i don't remember which cemetery i think it's in castle shannon maybe mm. um but so it's called the andy warhol diaries which i didn't know this um so he got shot in like 68 i think or 69 like right at the turn of that century mm-hmm. he gets shot by someone who like worked in the factory which was his art studio 
uh and like l- like is dead and they managed to like bring him back uh and so after that he like go <laughs> i mean he already was full like artist like yes. you know what i mean uh but like when you're andy warhol like i feel like when you're at that level you're allowed yes you you when you get that level of notoriety to be like an andy warhol like you get to be weird like you get to be eccentric and like you get to do weird things when you're the artist of probably the whole century like probably one of the the most famous artists from the 20th century right like i feel like I don't know why, but I guess the, like, Picasso's, whatever. Like some somebody else that popped into my mind was Prince. Like I feel like yes. people were like Prince is weird, and he's like Lady he's, Gaga. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like they're there weird, are but people like, that are at that level, but they deserve it. Yeah, and we're all fine. And with like it. they're not like I love Lady Gaga. I do not want to be friends with Lady Gaga because I think I'd hate her. <laughs> I think she'd be so annoying. But I love her. But I yeah. understand she's a different tier of human than I am. I right. don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, so after he gets shot, he starts calling his one friend, Pat Hackett. He calls her every day and he dictates diary entries to her. Oh. So from when he's recovering from getting shot to his death, he talks to her all the time. So then, like, the intent is always that she'll release it as a book after he dies. Interesting. Um, because Andy Warhol's friends are all at least 20 or 30 years younger than him, uh-huh. which is weird and really sticks out in the documentary. Uh, so we have like this crazy insight into his life because he's like super like reclusive, not reclusive, yeah. but very private when he's alive. Um, and so it's like this beautiful insight into like the last like 20 years of his life. Um, he died. He was, I think, 50 something when he died somewhere in there in the 50s so it's like yeah. young-ish um but it's just it's beautiful like you look into all of his like relationships like his long-term boyfriends and they talk a lot about like his queerness and like he was gay but he never talked about it because he felt like isolated by it but he also didn't feel like all of the gays at the time because they all did drugs and like hooked up all the time. And he didn't like to do that. And he thought he was ugly. That's why he wore the wigs. And like you go into like the the archives from the museum and they show you like his wigs are all just like laid out. And you look at all of his random shit. It's just. And you loved it. I loved it. I almost cried at the end. It was beautiful and very sad they talk about like the aids crisis because obviously like he died in 87 so he's in new york through the aids crisis he loses his last boyfriend to aids like and i guess a lot of gays like thought he didn't speak up for aids enough Mm. and but then like the curator from the andy warhol museum is like Actually, if you, like, read his works with a more critical eye, he was constantly talking about AIDS. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. 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 <laughs> Sorry. I, I just, love it. You're saying beautiful things, but I can't stop thinking about what I would do if you called me every day and told me to to write down your diary entries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I would just it's be like, so Kelly, weird. what are we doing? Like, I would just be like, Kelly, <laughs> write you your write own your fucking stuff? diary down. And then, like, 
all of his friends like they talk about like the release of the diaries and they're like pat hackett made like everything up like none of this is real this is not what andy would say and then other people are like no this is exactly what andy would say oh and she's like yeah i like i only changed like a few things and like she puts notes in like it's fascinating it's fascinating Um, i have a sort of criminal minds Andy Warhol related fun fact. What? If you can believe. Oh my this. goodness. Bring it together, Kelsey. And the timing of this is so weird because I just learned this like two days yesterday. Yeah. So follow me on this trail because it's a little, okay. it's going to take us a minute. Um, okay. So remember back this season to the Swinger episode. Okay. The unsub in that episode, the Swinger is the guy who plays Uncle Keith in One Tree Hill, which I know that you do not watch, but many right. of our listeners I do know watch. I do, I know do watch One right, Tree Hill. Right, right, right. So Uncle Keith, that actor, uh, he was on, there's a One Tree Hill rewatch podcast, uh, okay. and he was a guest this week, and he was talking about the fact that when he was a like an up and coming like fresh actor living in New York City, he was a waiter and he was walking home from his waiter job one day and a limousine pulled up and was like the and somebody got out of the limousine and was like, "Hey, like Andy Warhol is in this limousine. He wants to shoot you like he thinks you like like, (laughs) not like shoot shoot like he wants to take a photo of you he wants to take a photograph of you he wants to shoot you (laughs) i was like i don't know maybe he would for art no he but he wanted to take his photograph and so he was Mm -hmm. like here like come to this thing and so like the guy so his name's craig sheffer is the actor's name and so he um was like all right like he's like i'm like i'm not doing anything like whatever like i'll go so he went to the studio and andy warhol like did a photo shoot with him and the like recently the photos sold at christie's for like fifteen thousand dollars or like something crazy like that oh my god but i was like that is such a weird connection because i knew that you had watched the thing and it's funny that you then bring it up because then that made me think that there's like a weird tenuous connection to this podcast because he there was just is. on this season oh, beautiful but Andy warhol is connected to everything <laughs> Andy warhol Listen. runs through all things i also just like the whole time and people in the documentary say this like like what would he have done now like yeah he was all about this like like flash in the pan celebrity like he coined 15 minutes of fame yeah and like what would he have done but also like they interview they show old interviews with art critics who are talking about how much andy warhol sucks and his work is stupid oh wow and then it's like everyone's like well actually andy warhol is like one of the most important artists of all time um also, an interesting fact that I had no idea about. I can't believe I didn't know this, that he painted like 200 works with Basquiat. Like, I knew they were buddies. Um, he painted 200 works with Basquiat. But then immediately an art critic, like, said that Basquiat was like Andy Warhol's mascot. So then it was like all these racist undertones. And then they like never spoke again. Oh. But now... I have this dream of owning a Warhol Basquiat. 
I mean, so I just have to get really rich. I was going to say, let's make that happen for you. <laughs> like, let's raise half a million dollars so I can buy sure. um, a Warhol Basquiat. I mean, yeah. Like, not like you wouldn't maybe need to use that half a million dollars for something else if we right. were able to I, raise it. Listen, if <laughs> my imagination says I will be rich enough that, like, I'll just have that loose income. That liquid sure. income. I will have taken care of other things. Let's put and that then into I can the buy the boss for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I, I, it does sound interesting, and I, I will admit, I don't know a lot about Andy Warhol. I am not a native Pittsburgher. I'm not big into art, so it's just not something I have spent a lot of time learning or thinking about. But it does sound really interesting. Have you been to the museum? It. No. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's on, I know I've I driven past it museum, many times. <laughs> in my opinion, it's our most interesting museum in the city. Every time I drive past it, I'm like, I really. It's go cool. In there. It's really cool. It's interesting. Well, I'll let I you mean, take he me. did do a lot of like weird things, like pee on stuff. Um, Psh, who hasn't? <laughs> but then you go into the cloud room where you just get to like throw balloons around, and it's really fun. That does sound fun. Let's mm-hmm. go. All right. All we'll right. go. All right. Let's go. Let's make it somehow relate to work so that we don't have to pay. Perfect. Always a great plan. <laughs> Anytime you can be like, I must go to this other museum because I must learn yeah, about what they're doing. We need to see how their thing somehow relates to ours. Correct. Yes. 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 <laughs> Whew. Well. It. So um, if you're into Andy Warhol or modern art. Yeah, or just like interesting emotional documentaries. If you're like needing a break from whatever it is you're watching that's maybe true crime related or whatever right. procedural drama you're now watching because Criminal Minds is over. Uh, we are, we both have fully recommitted to the yeah, watching dude. of the last several seasons. So we yeah. both were traumatized simultaneously. Out a little bit. <laughs> the thing is, is like, Kelly is still in season 13. Steven and I are like several we're episodes into 14. We're close. Um, but we were watching it simultaneously. Like mm-hmm. you were watching your episode in 13. We were in 14 at the same time. And we were both being equally traumatized by the episode that we were watching. Yeah. I'll just say time. this to describe the episode that I just watched the other day, which is creepy clowns fuck the clowns anyone creepy clown singular and clown uh, yeah you're right it's just one uh anyone who has seen season 13 will immediately know what mm-hmm. she's talking about mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it got less creepy by the end of the episode which no it's just that first part sleep. it's the yeah, first part really the opening crime is just fucks with you i will never forget it because when we watched that episode <laughs> when that moment happens uh-huh Steven were you just, laying in bed no we were watching okay, on the couch but steven just goes fuck this or he was like, <laughs> like he was just like and like they're like steven likes scary movies like he does mm-hmm. not get phased by that kind of stuff the way that i get phased by it and so when he reacts like that that's when you know like something is yeah. really creepy <laughs> like, it was, fuck it was this. like peak creepy bad. it was so creepy it was so bad clowns They're- just hit a different way man they I don't do know. they do they're so fucking weird mm-hmm mm-hmm ugh Gross. And then naturally the whole episode is funny because like they have to reference like clown psychology. Oh <laughs> so my god. The whole episode was I can't wait till we get there. 
Yeah, just that'll a be a fun more one. Years, y'all. <laughs> just, it's just gonna take us many years. Just stay tuned, guys. We'll get there. Right, eventually. we're only like halfway there. We're but, only halfway okay. there. <sighs> well, um, did we do everything? I think we did everything. Next week is episode twelve, which I think is the halfway, is the halfway? point. <gasps> So bonus episode, bonus episode. Uh, So now is the time, of course, to be keeping your eye on Instagram because we will put some polls up to see what we should uh, rank, which is very exciting. It feels like we haven't done this in a really long time, but I know I realize that we do it at the same intervals every time. So I don't know why it feels so long (laughs) this time in particular, Uh, but I'm excited. It's always fun to do a bonus episode. Uh, So lots to look forward to next week. Uh, but yeah, you definitely are going to want to follow us on Instagram if you aren't already. Uh, so you can participate in our votes for what we want to mm-hmm. rank. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at the unknown subject podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at unknown sub pod, Facebook, uh, Patreon, all that fun stuff. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week with the halfway mark of season six. Woo! Woohoo. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, we will be back. Uh, And thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. Uh, But as they say, when they catch the unsub, it's it's over. over.